Hi everyone, this is Deb from Dying to be Found. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that episodes contain disturbing discussions on harmful acts and crimes against animals and or humankind. Recordings are not intended for young or sensitive audiences due to the content nature of this podcast. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hi everyone, this is Deb, your host from the true crime podcast, Dying to be Found. Welcome back to our little spinoff called Dying to be Found, The Dash. I'm glad you found us because it's all in the name. I started The Dash to give listeners a collection of short true crime stories. And if you're a binge listener like me, you can get through a couple of episodes in one day. You can see that some of these episodes I do go solo, but today's your lucky day because that's not going to happen. I have Jenny and Dee Dee from the true crime podcast Murder on My Street to help me out. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. I'm excited you're here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. We're very excited. Yeah, me too. It's so great to meet you. I love putting the face to the voice. I try to get some podcasters on here so that my listeners know what I like to listen to. I'm going to sound like a little game show host here, and I'm going to give you some instructions. Ask questions if you want. We're going to go into a little mini interview session. I'll ask you some questions about murder on my street, and you can tell us anything that you want, something maybe that I didn't put in there, I didn't ask you about, anything that I didn't mention. And then when we're done, You guys can listen to one of my little mini episodes and we'll just have a conversation about it. Great. How about that? Sounds great. (laughs) I always find it fascinating how people start podcasts. And I know personally, it's a really big commitment. How did you guys decide to start a podcast together knowing that you had to put some time in together? Because there is a lot behind the scenes. I approached Didi with the idea. Yeah, I had gotten fired and I was very sad. Oh my. Well, not fired. I won't say fired. It was during the middle of the pandemic. And Jen's like, hey, let's do a podcast starting in January. I'm like, well, I'm not working. Might as well do something. So she's like, you don't have to do anything. I'll do all the work. I'm like, even better. (laughs) What? It's nice just to show up. I just get to have a chat with my friend each week. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I got fired once too, and I still don't know why. But it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was out of the blue to say to for for sure. But I think that's how it happens. They don't like to give you notice that's about to happen. They want you to work a half a day. Yeah, and then they're going to pull, pull pull you in. You're going to see human resources sitting there, and you're going to know what's about to happen. Well, see, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that. I showed up to a meeting on Monday, and they said we have to let you know your position's been terminated. Oh. What? And you did not see it coming? What? No, not at all. Not at all. Did you get a severance package? Yes, I did. That's good. But it was, it was a shock. It was a shock. And I had been there just shy of 26 years. So it was oh. a shock. It was a shock. Oh my gosh. My first, That's my awful. first. This same company, the same company did the same thing to Dee Dee's mother. Oh, yeah. After she was there for... Most of her career? Uh, Oh, yeah. Wow. That's awful. That's how it goes. Well, I'm glad. The light at the end of that tunnel is that we have murder on my street to listen to now. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, gosh. Jenny, how about you? How do you handle that commitment of long-term getting episodes out every week? It is a grind. If I'm not in school, then I manage it quite well. I think the thing is, Dee Dee and I have been doing it long enough now that I don't have to edit as much. True. Yeah, the time does go down. And that's a huge help. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to research, I naturally gravitate. I've I've always been fascinated by the fact that someone can just disappear off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, we still don't have answers as to what happened. And unsolved murders really bother me. So I'm naturally during the week surfing the internet anyways and seeking out stories like that so to do research i basically fall down rabbit holes even if i didn't have a podcast right so do you find other story like when you're looking at a storyline do you go ahead and just write down the next storyline based on some you know how those rabbit holes can really just i mean really spread out so i think i've done that a time or two where i've I've looked into other cases because of the one case I was looking at. Yeah, sometimes that will happen and then I'll have to write someone's name down and go back for that as well. Gotcha. What do your friends and family think about you guys doing a true crime podcast? Oh my God. Well, Dee Dee's sister is like our biggest fan. Yeah. She loves it. My dad said he was going to listen, but he's he's not listening. They can't find it. Mom can't yeah, find it either. So, and my mother, absolutely not. She would never. Why do you want to talk about that? Okay, it's fine, Mom. You don't have to listen. <laughs> Does she know we quote her? I tell her and she just laughs. Oh, man. What have you guys learned from each other while working on Murder on My Street? Jenny, you and Dee Dee grew up together, right? Right. Yes. We met when I was three and Dee Dee mm-hmm. was two. You guys remember that moment? No. No. I remember <laughs> being at the preschool, but I don't my, remember. My mom moment. would always say I would come home from preschool and I was just nonstop Jenny, 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 Jenny. So that is so sweet. Yeah. So what so you guys have known each other for a long time and what have you learned each other since doing the podcast? I didn't know Dee Dee could sing. Huh? <laughs> you can. In our Springfield three episode, your voice is amazing. Uh, oh, hooray. Look at me. I didn't know. That's what I learned. I didn't know I was a star. Thank you. What have I learned about Jennifer? Um, I didn't know she was into to the rainbow colored hair. I just love it. I love this part of her personality. I just love it so much. I was a late bloomer with it. I love it. It's a phase. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's fine. If you guys could trade true crime for any other podcast genre, what would that be? Okay, it's funny that you asked that question because I actually do have another podcast. Really? That is on hiatus right now called blame it on the badge and it's a vagina podcast wow tell me more i'm yes. i'm intrigued so one of my besties is a librarian and our friends got really tired of us talking about our vaginas all the time <laughs> and jokingly throughout you guys should just have a podcast so we decided we were gonna do a podcast because no one ever talks about vag- like we're we're raised not to talk about our vaginas so we will have things go wrong with them that we don't even know are normal Mm -hmm. we don't always know how to treat we're brushed off a lot of times and so it started because abby was having 
horrible issues that took years wow to get to the bottom of and then it just kind of spiraled from there wow. we just yeah I want to be, be a guest. Yes, you totally have to come on and I be a guest. I would love to, absolutely. But we, you know, we've had different topics. We had one of my friend's mothers came on to discuss sex over the age of 70 in a relationship. Wow. wow. After being widowed. And so we discuss important topics. And then every so often we'll do a funny topic, like, you know, most popular sex positions, or <laughs> we've done like a history. Oh my goodness gracious. Cause as librarians, of course you want to research, but when you go back to all the products that we used to use, like at one point women were poisoning themselves because they were like using Lysol oh, wow. to rinse Did themselves out. And it was being advertised as that. Wow. To be used for that. Yeah. Oh my God. Just crazy. So we've done a history of things and we've also done the funny ads for feminine products. Okay. I'm definitely going to go look this up. <laughs> yeah. You can find us at blameitonthevag.com and then the podcast is on Stitcher, Anchor, Apple. Yeah, awesome. I'll get anywhere you listen to your podcast. Dee, what genre would you have if it wasn't true crime? I love a documentary. Mm -hmm. So I would love to do a podcast around just documentaries that I love. Like I love, I love, love, and after we're done, I'm going to go watch one, a sports documentary. Oh. It doesn't matter the sport. Okay. I'm going to go watch one on Dale Earnhardt in the crash. <gasps> oh, yeah. yes. If it's a 30 for 30, stop it. ESPN has got I, any sport, wrestling, hockey, racing. I don't care. I love it. That's awesome. See, that's something I didn't know love. about Dee Dee. Love a documentary. We've been best friends since we were like babies. Love a documentary. <laughs> love it. Love I'm glad it. I could help you out with that, Jenny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like my documentaries too. That's that's for sure. I actually watched a mm -hmm. couple. I've taken a couple days to just kind of veg and just watch things that I don't normally watch. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have podcast stickers? Do we? We do. Like merchandise? I have them. <laughs> Jen has them. I don't I don't have one. <laughs> do you guys go stick them up in places where they'll be seen or do you just pass them out like business cards? I, I thought about doing that, just sticking them <laughs> on like signs, like you know when you're at a stop. Yeah, I should send you like, some. Yeah, you should send me some too. And can we I thought of, do that? See, that's the thing. I'm a stickler for that, Dee Dee, and I want to do the same thing, but I don't. I think that's illegal. No, I'm sure it is defacing public property. Probably. Yeah, but if you're not caught, you can't say if, it was us doing caught. it. Yeah, well. I mean, we could say somebody else did it. I We're could pull, stealing. I could pull a Dave Chappelle and say, "I didn't know I couldn't do that." <laughs> there you go. Okay, cool. So Jenny, make sure Dee Dee gets some of those business card yeah. stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a big old stack. All right. I like to throw in a couple just off the wall questions here. It doesn't have anything to do with the podcast specifically. I like to learn personalities. Which one of you would be most likely to be arrested for a crime? Me. Me. What would you be doing? Me. Um, Sticking I, stickers you know up when you're not supposed to? Probably. <laughs> or uh, dealing with these uh, these these teenagers and their parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just or any just any random like I don't. 
I shouldn't say this. I really don't like people. <laughs> so it would probably be something just so like somebody standing too close to me. And then I start screaming and yelling because, hey, didn't we just come out of a pandemic? Why are you so so close to me? Don't you have a mask? You've been coughing the whole time. Now I think I got what you got. No. Oh, God. Now we're screaming and yelling in the Target. And now it's fisticuffs. <laughs> they call the police. I'm black. You know, I'm going to jail. Oh. They take me no matter what. I'm going. Oh, man. What happened? Wait. Then I got a call. I had to call my sister, who is an attorney, who would be like, D, why? It'll be a whole thing. So it would be me. At it would be At me. least you will have swift representation. Maybe. <laughs> She's still my she's still my sister after all. I didn't know that you. I didn't think it was an emergency. Uh, answer the phone when I call you. No, you got to call Twig. I, do she's I, a public defender. Yeah, I need Twig's. We number. went to high school with someone. I need a Twig's number defender. then. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. No, I think that I would be the one that's going to be talking sense into people so that we don't get arrested. That's probably my. <laughs> It's probably me. Jenny, how about you? Yeah, I try not to do anything <laughs> as a librarian. I mean. I, I would. Didi brought up a great point one time. She's like, listen. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go to jail. No. But I will. <laughs> Under the right circumstances. Absolutely. About me Part and mine. About me and mine. I don't. I don't want to. It looks like a terrible place. Uh, Sounds like a terrible place. I don't want to go there. But if it's about my kid, I got to. I got to cut you. I got to cut you. <laughs> it's bad. Oh man, you mess with my nieces or nephews. It's over. It's bad. It's bad. So I just try to stay home. Yeah, it's best to separate from humankind at, from time to time. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I was laughing when you said yelling at someone in the target when's the last time you even left the house i don't Dini? i don't i don't <laughs> right. i door dash and instacart i gotta everything. call you out on that <laughs> I, I really don't i said i was gonna go out today didn't go i have days just like that and i mean i don't know sometimes you just need to do nothing you know yeah all right so What's the best advice that you guys have for someone who wants to start a podcast? Jenny, you're juggling too. Dee Dee, you are be the listener. <laughs> oh, okay, I love it. Just be the <laughs> be be the one that gets to sit back and go, really? Wow, you don't say. Okay, next week. That's what I would suggest. <laughs> I would suggest finding a partner who loves research and just needs somebody to be the good friend sidekick. And you really, you have to think about who you're doing a podcast with because you have to have a rapport. Yes, absolutely. And usually it turns out to be either family members or close friends like you guys. You guys have known each other for so long. Do you guys ever have a disagreement about the storyline or? No. That's good. Yeah, no. I don't either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you have that good rapport, Jenny, it's, it's really important. And that's, I think, part of why some of these podcasts that I listen to stick around for so long because they do have that good rapport. Yeah, and I really appreciate her insight on cases too because I'll present a case that I've been researching and then she'll think of an angle I hadn't even thought of. Yeah, my sister does that a lot too. Yep. So I know you guys are on hiatus right now and what can we look forward to when you do bring out the next season of Murder on My Street? I felt really bad because we actually got an, uh, an email from someone who said that 
they love our show, but it's super frustrating because there's never like a conclusion. Oh. We cover (laughs) unsolved cases, so there's never going to be one. True. And we prefer to go farther back as well and highlight cases that haven't gotten a lot of press. So that's, you can look forward to more of that. Okay. The older old cases. And I'm hoping we can get our Patreon up and going too when we're, when we come back to have some extra content as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to do those cases that aren't always in the news. I mean, personally on Dying to be Found, the standard season with my family members, we do talk a lot about not the high, high profile cases where, you know, everybody's talking about, oh gosh, uh, Ted Bundy and all those people. But I started my podcast just from major storylines that were in the news that I recollected from news sources at the time Mm -hmm. and it's spiraled from there I know that I like the direction of trying to give people names give people identities and yeah those older cases especially and today you guys will hear one that the case has been solved and I love when we can solve a case absolutely it's great I think we've only highlighted one case that's solved wow yeah everything and and they're all my obsession cases so they date back to just stuff that I have run across where I'm like how is that even possible like three people just gone what yeah with nothing that just trips me out Mm -hmm. so where can we find you online you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts we are on apple we are on stitcher outcast that's my podcatcher that i like to listen to my podcasts on okay yeah murder on my street go find us all right well thanks for letting us learn a little bit more about you jenny and Dee Dee, and murder on my street listeners be sure to download jenny and Dee's podcast wherever you stream i think once it gets out there into the airwaves it's pretty much everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. okay right. with that being said are you guys ready to switch gears and go into my little storyline sure <laughs> funny story here I have been so busy this week that I did not get my story written out until yesterday. This morning, I didn't like it so much, so I switched gears again. (laughs) So you guys are going to get a better story than what I originally, I was like, "Mm, should I give you guys a choice? Nah, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, but I do have a question for you. Have you guys ever used a metal detector or seen anybody using one? Sure. I've seen people use them. Did they ever find anything while you're watching them? Oh my God. My Um, uncle used to, he used to take it to La Jolla Shores, Didi. When we were hanging out down there and he would find jewelry all the time. I think that's what they're looking for because, you know, if we're at the beach and then we take the jewelry off to get into the ocean, well, I don't, I don't get into the ocean, but you know what I mean. So. (laughs) I don't get any of that. Yeah. So I'm thinking (laughs) they're probably looking for jewelry, anything valuable like that. And I mean, my dad, he had one, I think he got it at a garage sale, but he would take it out. We used to go. I grew up in Canada and we used to go to Lake Huron, which was my beach. And he would be taking his little metal detector and looking for things. But mainly we went out looking for arrowheads, which doesn't take a metal detector. But yeah, he would use that a lot. I don't think he really found anything of true value, but it's really kind of a neat concept. So I want you guys to hold on to that thought because this is going to come into play in just a bit. Okay. Okay. And we're going to be talking today about a woman named Dawn Elaine Sanchez. On August 30th, 1991, 
Don Sanchez was living at the Four Seasons Motor Lodge on the 4300 block of El Camino Real in Los Altos, California. Do you guys know where that is? I mean, I don't know where you're located, but... Los Altos, California. Where is that? That sounds really close to... It's not in LA, Jen. Does that sound LA-ish? Um, let's look. Let's see. <laughs> Los Altos. Now I gotta look. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half from where I am. Okay. Yeah. What? Los Altos. It's above San Jose. Wait. The city of Los Altos? Yeah. Yep. It's a city in Santa Clara County. Why yeah. did I say... Oh, I didn't see the plane. It's an hour and a half flight from here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah uh, that That's sure amazing. was a that sure was an airplane symbol okay yep that makes sense i know sometimes when i'm using my gps i'm like oh my god why is it taking so long and then i see i'm on the walk icon no i am not yeah. walking to north carolina yeah. where my daughter lives yeah, yeah. my goodness <laughs> And I've only had water to drink. I've only had water to drink. I swear. Well, on August 30th, on that particular day, Don had driven off in a tan and brown 1979 Pontiac Grand Prix, along with her boyfriend, Bernardo Bass, and another acquaintance. She was never seen or heard from again. Dawn was reported missing. It took two months for anybody to report her missing. How tragic. I know. I mean, I'm like, wait, why? I mean, I couldn't really find a ton of information on her background. In the world of crime, I would say that police were at that point, because it was two months before she was even reported missing, they were probably looking for a needle in the haystack for as far as leads and evidence. Right. Well, Police did do their best when they were doing their investigation. They dredged nearby waterways, followed up on leads, and were able to track down that acquaintance who was in the car with Don and Bernardo on the day that Don disappeared. Wow. So Bernardo wasn't a person of interest, does it say? Yes. From the beginning? I didn't really see anything to do with that. And I have a feeling because it took so long for Dawn to be reported missing that they probably didn't have a lot to go on. They probably didn't even know if she had a boyfriend who he was. And if nobody mm. was coming forward, I would say that, you know, he was just a, a ghost at that right. point. Right. According to that eyewitness, the couple had gotten into an argument on the day that Dawn disappeared. Appeared. The argument turned ugly and Don ended up getting shot while in a vacant lot near the <sighs> Twin Creeks Softball Park in Sunnyvale, California. Oh my God. Based on the recorded interview from that acquaintance, a search warrant at that time was issued and cadaver dogs discovered Don's scent inside one of Bernardo's closets in his home. That didn't go very far, but I'm thinking possibly the reason it wouldn't. Well, I mean, they were cadaver dogs, but if she was at his home, I mean, wouldn't her scent be there? I suppose the scent would be different. I mean, cadaver dogs, I mean, I would, oh, maybe he moved her body after a while or something. I don't know. Yeah, he he probably stored her there just to, until he could figure out what to do with her. What to do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that wasn't enough because although police conducted a thorough investigation, there was never enough evidence to tie Bernardo to Don's disappearance. And there were a number of reasons. They didn't have Don's body. 
the murder weapon was never recovered. That recorded interview with the person who was in the car with Don and Bernardo, police lost the tape. Of course. And the witness later refused to testify against Bernardo Bass by invoking his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Mm. How disappointing. I read somewhere that they did have a transcript. I mean, you guys, how do you lose a tape that should be in the evidence file? I don't get that. It seems like it happens a lot yeah, in cases. The, the I mean, evidence, time, well, but. I mean, yeah, entire boxes of, of cases, evidence mm-hmm. goes missing. Oh, yeah, we've covered a few like that. How many how many rape kits are are nowhere to be found? Wow! Or how about this? Oops, I forgot to click the record button. Yeah. Well, Bernardo's sister was later interviewed during that investigation, and she told authorities that Bernardo had ordered her to sell off that Pontiac Grand Prix, and of course later she recanted that story. Apparently, old Bernardo likes to intimidate people, so Mm. right he scared his sister into telling lies. I don't know much about his character other than just these little articles that I didn't really find a ton of articles on this thing, but that type of person is going to do everything they can to intimidate people for sure. I guess the other question I had to you guys is if Bernardo's sister went off and sold the car, is there no way that you could easily link the VIN number because that's traceable through the Department of Motor Vehicles. If right. you sold it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but wouldn't... That's true. She might not have. I mean, who knows who she who she got. It could have gone to, you know, someplace in Mexico. It could have gone to a chop shop for uh, parts. Yeah. It could be in any number of pieces. Yeah. Or she could have just sold it to Joe Schmo on the street, like, as quick as she could to get rid of it. Yeah. Ultimately, this case did go cold, and charges were dropped against Bernardo Bass due to lack of evidence. And really, that's about as far as that could go. However... 18 years later, in 2009, a witness came forward to report that Bernardo may, DD, just like you said, they may have disassembled that Pontiac Grand Prix mm. and buried it in a very large abandoned lot in El Viso, oh. California. I wouldn't say that it was a junkyard, but there was a lot of metallic debris there. It was all scattered around. I have no idea why. I didn't see any pictures as far as the abandoned lot, but apparently people went and dumped stuff there and a lot of car parts and things like that so that's kind of where the metal detector comes in police did follow up on this witness's account and returned to that abandoned lot where don possibly could have been killed they didn't have all the resources that they needed to excavate a massive empty lot especially because that area had a lot of cars that may have been disassembled sure and then also they didn't really have an exact location So it was just a big field, a big open space. I mean, that would be a lot of manpower and equipment to dig that up. Yeah. And then there was a lot of metallic debris in the area because it had become that dumping ground and they needed something better than just a plain old metal detector that would probably pick up on everything. You know what I mean? Right. All right, so this is the cool part. This is where the National Aeronautics and Space Administration also known as NASA, they came in and they helped with the investigation. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear. (laughs) Well, NASA engineers 
just happened to have a roving ground vehicle available that was equipped to conduct magnetic surveys. The name of this vehicle was Sonetta Max 5.0A or 5.0A, and it's designed to do what we know as a ground survey. And basically, it conducts geological surveys and uses data to mark ground magnetic fields. Obviously, this is much more sophisticated equipment than a simple metal detector Mm -hmm. that would go off when any metal was detected in the area. So I kind of want you guys to think as far as computers, the one show that comes to mind is CSI Miami. You know how they have that big screen in front of you and you can just see all the digital stuff going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. According to Carnegie Mellon University, the Sonetta Max was set up with an onboard computer system that was capable of generating magnetic maps, which gave investigators and scientists real-time visual surveillance to zone in on any questionable areas and perform high-resolution surveys. So I'm envisioning, like on CSI, when you see that big computer system and you can just kind of see almost like an x-ray, you know? Right. Yes. NASA worked with authorities to sweep the abandoned lot where Don Sanchez was supposedly killed and guess what? They were able to recover old car parts during that excavation. (gasps) Wow. Wow. They found car parts that were indeed connected to the 1979 tan and brown Pontiac Grand Prix, the same vehicle that Don Sanchez was in. Boy, Deeds, you called that. (laughs) You did. Wow. See, that's why she would be most likely to be arrested. She thinks like a criminal. (laughs) I'm like, cut the <laughs> cut the car up, cut the parts up, scatter them around the beach, go. <laughs> Police believe what happened is that Bernardo shot Dawn, removed her from the vehicle, and stored her in that closet at home until he could get rid of her body. I am a criminal. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Had you heard this story before? Never, never. Well, not this particular story, but how many stories have we heard like this, where this is the exact thing that the boyfriend or Uh husband Uh or person they were having an affair with did to them? Oh, no. That's a great picture of her, though. Oh, no. I know. Am I still frozen? She always took a nice picture. Okay, before she gets back, tell me a a quick story about her. Uh, Because that's what I do here on the dash. Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. I can't think of a good one. Uh, She eats her cookies. I don't know if she still eats her cookies really weird, where she doesn't eat the middle part. She eats all the way around where her fingers touch, and she throws that part away. Like Oreos? Yeah, or just any cookie, anything. (laughs) A sandwich, anything, eat around, and then you throw that part away. I don't know if she still does that. She did that when we were, when we were in high school, she did that. Oh, well. Oh, okay. goodness. I don't know what happened to Jennifer. Oh, I should probably text her. Yes. Here on the dash, Dee Dee, whenever we have technical difficulties and somebody drops, we tend to tell stories, or I do anyway. Jenny, you're back. Can you hear us? Yes. Can you okay. hear me? Uh, I can. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure what you were trying to say before you dropped. Okay, so what I was saying before I dropped is we have not heard this case before, but we have heard so many cases like this before where the boyfriend, the husband, the person that someone was having, that a woman was having an affair with had 
done this exact thing. Yes. So really, it's always that person closest. And, and we know that the police usually. But again, you know, at the time, they probably didn't even know who he was and how he was associated with her. And nobody exactly. was coming forward. Mm-hmm. So we criticize the police a lot in the cases we cover. But it's much different when they're having to start two months after someone was last yes. seen. And we don't even know who reported her missing. Right? No, it's- we do not. So does she have family? Obviously, they didn't miss her. I don't know. I don't know who who figured it out. The only thing that we can fault them for is losing that. Losing tape. evidence. Yeah. But, yeah. but they had the transcript, though. Right. And it's not that guy wasn't going to testify anyways because he mm-hmm. would have ended no, up. No, because he was I'm intimidated. Sure, like- I get that. On August 29th, 2009, Bernardo Bass was rearrested for the murder of Don Sanchez. He pleaded not guilty. However, if he went to trial by jury, he would be facing 25 years to life in prison. And he didn't want to change that. I found this kind of interesting. He eventually changed his plea to no contest. How do you plea no contest to a crime like that? I didn't even know that was allowed. Yeah, no contest. I mean, to say, well, I I mean, that's like saying, I'm not saying I... I did it or didn't do it. Right, exactly. I mean, to me, you would have to have cut and dry, either you did or you didn't. But I don't know how the law works. And this was back in 2009. So yeah, I have no idea. Well, he went on to serve six years with time served for voluntary manslaughter. He would have been only required to serve another two years and four months after he was convicted. So he had time served and he only spent another two, close to two and a half years in jail or a prison. They never found Don Sanchez's body to this day. So my question is, you guys don't have legal background. I'm going to assume that, right? Because <laughs> right. I don't either. Yeah, but I don't. So as a layman here, are prosecutors able to go back and charge him with something else? He did. Well, he pled no contest. He was convicted of voluntary manslaughter. But if they find her body one day, which... Sometimes that happens. Could they go back and charge him with anything else or is that double jeopardy? I would think that's double jeopardy. Yeah, I think he's already served his time for that crime. He pled no contest to that. Yeah. So I think if they find her. They just find her. They just find her. her, Give her some peace. Yep. Yeah. How tragic. How tragic. I suppose I'm glad that she got a little bit of justice, if you want to call it that. It's it's more than a lot of, it's more than, I would say, all of the cases we've covered have gotten. At least there was some, yeah, at least there was some sort of punishment for, you know, how people feel. But whether you feel it was enough or he served his time or whatever, no, at least there was something. Absolutely. I think as a family member, you just want some sort of justice Mm -hmm. I I don't think that any amount of time probably ever feels like enough no no you won't ever get her back right Right. that's That's the only thing you know there's nothing that can bring her back so I don't know if you really ever get true justice that is true well you guys that's the story of Don Sanchez and how NASA helped to solve her case I thought that was so cool that they agreed to bring in that equipment I mean that's amazing 
That's really cool. If anybody has any information on Dawn's remains or where she might be located, please contact the Los Altos Police Department at 650-947-2770. And there you go. Any last thoughts? Uh, Los Altos (laughs) is a lot further away than I uh, thought it was. Well, all right. Be sure to follow Jenny and Dee Dee on Instagram at Murder on My Street, on Twitter at Murder on My ST. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I know you all, I stalk people before these interviews. I come up with a few little things that I can put <laughs> in, in this script for you. I will add these links to their socials in the show notes and be sure to check them out. Also be sure to check me out at Dying to Be Found podcast where I get together with my family members and right here on Dying to Be Found the Dash. Until next time, talk to you soon. Thanks for having us, Deb. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I'm so thrilled that you guys agreed to this. That was fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dying to be Found. Before we go, we would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at Dying to be Found. You can access our website, email, social media, and storyline request form by clicking on our Linktree account found in our show notes. If you like our episodes, consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash dying to be found, spelled just like you see it on our logo. Feel free to message us on Instagram and let us know how we're doing. With that, be sure to check us out every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you all next week.